Lookout World, Fish B and I have moved our podcast outside this evening. We're staying at this beautiful palatial Tijuana marble castle and thought to ourselves, uh, might as well come outside on the patio and do the show at night just to switch things up. Could there be dogs barking? You betcha. There's a lot of dogs in the neighborhood. Could there be planes flying overhead? Yeah, because the Tijuana airport is kind of centrally located in town, so there may be a jet engine that goes overhead. Last night for St. Patrick's Day, there was a cornucopia of bottle rockets, so you never know what sound we might get. Cars, horns, sure, we'll, we'll see, but we're outside on the, on the patio this evening. Uh, for my friends in New England, St. Patrick's Day yesterday, a big day everywhere, but believe me, they get down in New England. So all my friends, whether you went into Boston for the parade or went to Newport, Rhode Island for the parade, don't worry, your hangover should be gone by Wednesday, Thursday at the latest. You will be, you'll be just fine. Me and Fish B this weekend, as promised, Saturday, very exciting, went to Playas de Tijuana, the, the beaches, and just sat down, uh, just at myself, a fishbowl and a book and a cocktail, and, and read for a few hours about a, a real barn burner, the future of autonomous warfare, who reads this nerdy shit, uh, me, and uh, that's probably the end of the list, but it's a fascinating book to me. Uh, and then we got back Saturday night. I was just like, ah, I don't feel like going back out to the bars. I'm just going to lie down and relax, watch Netflix. And then for some reason, I don't know why, something switched in my brain. And I just got obsessed with the podcast. And I got obsessed with this thought. Because this podcast game, whatever you want to call it, is evolving so fast that things in the, in the next year are going to change dramatically and the entire business model of it are going to change dramatically. There's a million new podcasts popping up every single day, but the average podcast listener listens to five a day. So people are consuming so many podcasts online. There's money to be made in the game. And now the big media companies are getting into it. Spotify is making a major play and it's like, who is because the question is, there are so many podcasts and people can't find all the good ones they want to find. Th there could be billions of potential uh, Bob's Fishbowl listeners that, that simply uh, would never come across because I suck at social media and I have no friends. Those two factors combined kind of hinder the show. But there will be. Uh, almost like a Netflix. And again, this may be Spotify. It could be someone else. It could, it could be a variety of companies. But will essentially we be podcast hubs and kind of filter out uh, the shit from the good stuff and be able to analyze for you the podcast in theory that you would like. Some companies are trying now, but no one has really gotten there yet beyond the big names that you already know about, Adam Carolla, and so on, and so on, and so on. So, the big question that got stuck in my brain, and Fish B and a notebook came out here with a pint of Jack Daniels, and we just started racking our brain, how the fuck do we make this podcast three notches better? Like, it, like it's okay. Some nights, I'll admit, some nights, I'll admit, it's even good. But how do we make the podcast 
three notches better. So I was just scribbling idea after idea after idea. And then, and then it occurred to me, I can, I can only be as mediocre as I'm going to be on any given night. So the, the real person who has to step up here, the real person who has to raise their game and fish B, I want you to look at me. Fish B, look at me. This, this is on you. This is on you, Fish Bola. This is on you, Fish Kembe Matumbol. I feel like five nights a week, in my own way, I'm overachieving just by doing the podcast. But Fish B, again, look at me. Look, look at, I'm, I'm looking at you right in the bowl. Look back at me. You could be better. You could. You could be better, Fish B. And for the future of this show, you've got to be. And I think for us, if, if, because this is a show about the news, it's a show about my life, it's a show about, it's a podcast about a podcast at times, and this is, we'll, we'll get to the questions in a moment, but, but this, is, this is one of those times. We don't necessarily have to get to a place where we have the most listeners. We just have to figure out what contacts we have from our former media lives and who are essentially going to be the media executives at these new formed podcast hubs and how the fuck do we get on their radar? So we're playing a slightly different game. I appreciate you tweeting the show out every night. I appreciate you telling your friends about it. Please continue to do so. We grow a listener, a listener, a listener a night, and I'm pleased with that. But I think at the end of the day, what we really need, just the show has to be solid every single night. That's a given. And again, Fish B, we're looking at you, kid. We're looking at you, Fish B. But how do we get in contact with the right media people? How do we expose them to what we're doing? And there may be a few people we know that by a degree of separation or two, might be able to put us in the right orbit. Is it a long shot? I'm not sure if that's the word I would use, but I think if you're if if, if you're betting, that's probably the most effective place to gamble. You hear the dogs? Am I the only one hearing the dogs at this point? So anyway, that's uh that was uh, that was the weekend. Should we shall we get to the questions? And again, Fish B, we're looking at you. You've got to be better. <laughs> Question one reads as follows: Is it appropriate for the press to speculate about the president's mental health? Is it appropriate for the media to speculate about the president's mental health? That's a, that's a good first question, Fishby. I'm proud of you for that one. I've been torn on this issue as someone that's very close to mental health issues and uh, 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 wants to, <laughs> has required the services, and also wants to volunteer for NAMI, the National Alliance of, of, of Mental blah, blah, blah. Uh, now it is. It, it may have been before. But it sure is shit now, officially time to speculate on the mental health of the president of the United States. 50 tweets in one weekend, just losing his mind. 50 tweets in one weekend. This is, 
And it's, it's, it's not just the media that are speculating about the president's mental health, which I think is actually appropriate now, as is George Conway, husband of Kellyanne Conway, the White House advisor. We all know who Kellyanne Conway is. But he tweeted out a bunch of things this weekend. This dude is active on Twitter. If you don't follow George Conway, husband of Kellyanne, you should if you're into, if you're into the Twitter. But he was even making subtle references to it may be time for the vice president and the cabinet to start having some offline conversations about invoking the 25th Amendment. And even posted <coughs> ah, the narcissistic personality disorder excuse me, the Narcissistic Personality Disorder Diagnostic Criteria. He he tweeted this out. A pervasive pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior, need for admiration, a lack of empathy beginning by early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts, or excuse me, present in a variety of contexts as indicated by five or more of the following. There are nine. Allow me to read. And let, let me know if you think the president might have maybe five out of these nine. Um, I would argue he has all nine, but make your own decision. Number one has a grandiose sense of self-importance. For example, exaggerates achievements and talents, expects to be recognized as superior without commiserate achievements. Number two, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. Three, believes that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should be associated with other special or high-status people or institutions. Four, requires excessive admiration. Five, has a sense of entitlement, for example, unreasonable expectations, especially favorable treatment or automatic compliance with his or her expectations. Six, is interpersonally exploitive, i.e. takes advantage of others to achieve his or her own ends. Seven, lacks empathy, is unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Eight, is often envious of others or believes that others are envious of him or her. And nine, shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. You think your guy, Donald Juanita Trump, might display a few of those? Again, he only needed five, only needed five for narcissistic personality disorder, and uh, he clearly, in my opinion, has all nine of those. Next question, Fishby. Good job so far. Is the Mueller report really less than two weeks away? I have no idea. Maybe, maybe the president got a tip. Maybe that's the reason for the total Twitter 50 tweets in one weekend. Maybe that's the reason for the meltdown. I don't know. And I think the answer, no one knows but Robert Mueller. But God, we've been talking about this thing for so long. I mean, eventually, at some point, it has to come out, right? I mean, at, like, at some point, it's got to. Is it the next two weeks? I don't know. Next question. Yo, it's me, Fish B. Yo, Fish B, how are you? Which of my STDs can I cure with Neosporin? 
I don't, I don't, I, I'm not a medical doctor. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think any of them know. I don't think Neosporin is an effective cure for any of your extra dimensional STDs. That's what you get for, for whoring around TJ, Fishby. That's what you get. Next up. As of today, who are your top five presidential candidates? As of today, who are, yeah, Fishby, we, we got, we got the question. Thank you. As of today, who are the my my personal top five? Um, I mean, I'm in I'm in the ABT category. Anybody but Trump. Anybody but Trump. I I will take. But number one, I would put Mayor Pete. Number two, I would put Kamala Harris. Number three, begrudgingly, I'm going to put Joe Biden. Number four, Beto. Number five is, is just kind of a tie. You give me Elizabeth Warren, Klobuchar, or Cory Booker. They're, they're all the same. I was, I, was, I was into Klobuchar at first. I thought kind of her, her Midwestern centrist sensibilities might, might be the root. Ah, now I'm kind of I'm off. So we'll see. There's, there's going to be much more candidates. You know what's a, a, a tangentially related the biggest, uh, well, Elizabeth Warren did a town hall event on, on CNN tonight, but the biggest non-political uh, 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 TV presidential town hall happened tonight. This, this couldn't be more boring. Uh, a special town hall with Chris Hayes and Kirsten Gillibrand, who announced she was running like two months ago and then somehow tried to announce again this weekend that she was running for president. So that, I'm sure that got just monster ratings. Chris Hayes and Kirsten Gill Gillibrand seems like a, re real, uh, a real barn burner. And, uh, oh, by the way, Biden kind of hear the sirens, Biden kind of accidentally announced this weekend that he was running. He said something like... I, I would be the most progressive. I've been I'm the most progressive candidate running. And then he starts. I'd, I mean, I'd be the most progressive candidate if I was running. So, yeah, <laughs> again, Joe Biden being Joe Biden. My apologies for that plosive moment there. We're going handheld tonight, which kind of messes up the mic. Question five. What is your Tijuana fact of the day? Our Tijuana fact of the day. This, uh, this idea actually comes from uh, one of my former radio producers, a man by the name of Timberlake, a.k.a. The Tooth. He says, you should do a Mexico fact of the day, dude. I said, okay. So here you go. Um, the, and we're doing a Tijuana one today, the Tijuana fact of the day. In 2018, in Tijuana, there were 2,500 and 18 murders. And you might go, well, that, that, that doesn't sound like that many, or maybe it sounds like a bunch. To me, it sounds like quite a few. Because um, that, that, uh, that averages out to about seven a day. About seven a day. And those, are, and those are just the bodies they found. But fast forward to 2019, uh, we just have the numbers for January and February, and this city is is bursting at the seams because because of all the all the all the migrants that are that are basically trapped in TJ and and trying to make it work kind of bursting at the seams but all right January and February 364 murders and because I have a calculator 12 a day so far this year in Tijuana 12 a day that's your T1 effect. But that said, I love this city. I, I 
I've had such a great time being here. I, I, I absolutely love it. And uh, really, if I could be anywhere in the world right now, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that I'm here. I hope you're enjoying the show. So I'm here. Next up, Fish B. Next up. Is there any good news about artificial insemination today? Is, it, is this you raising your game, Fish V? Is this you raising your game? Is, the, is, is there any good news about artificial insemination today? Um, this reminds me of, of probably the dumbest thing I ever did on the radio, but, but nobody, nobody did dumb like I did. I could, I could take dumb to a, to, to a level of 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 idi- idiocracy that uh, of idiocy that uh, that was truly truly astounding, but uh, I it w- I would say it would have this music uh, kind of like uh, 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 who wants to be a millionaire like it was like it was it was it was very intense it was it was very very intense and uh, and, and it was a, a game show I made up uh, and and all the answers uh, involved sperm and it was a game show called Quizmajiz. Um, this reminds me of something from Quizmages. Sorry for the flashback. That was a long time ago. It was like 15 years ago now. Uh, I was just a kid then. I'm still a kid now. I'm like Peter Pan. Uh, is there any good news about artificial insemination today? Yeah, it, it turns out for as long as those sperm are frozen, they just unfroze some sperm from 1968. Weren't just as good as sperm that were frozen a month ago. How about you? How about that? How about that frozen sperm? So yeah, you're darn right. There's there's some great news about artificial insemination today. Next up, can you explain Republican Congressman Devin Nunes? Oh God, Devin Nunes is just a disaster. Can you explain Re- Republican Congressman Devin Nunes' $250 million Twitter lawsuit? Can I explain Devin Nunes's $250 million Twitter lawsuit? Uh, unfortunately I can't, uh, weeks before I thought I could, but that's when I thought I was basically a lawyer. Remember, because I thought I got an A in constitutional law, which is like a 300 level course at Washington State University when you minor in political science. And, 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 but it turns out I got a B in constitutional law. So I, I I can't, I can't really explain that this has something to do with shadow banning conservatives and, and and also the way that he was attacked on Twitter. So somehow him and his attorney, clearly some some genius legal minds, are now suing Twitter for $250 million. <laughs> Excuse me. Next up, Fishbowl, what do we got? March Madness. Oh, I love it. March Madness. How good do you feel about Gonzaga's number one seed? Yes, Gonzaga number one in the West. I, I, that's great for Gonzaga. Another, another. Uh, they've been a number one seed, uh, I believe, once before. Good accomplishment for the 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 fighting basketball bulldogs from Spokangeles, Washington. Here's the problem, though. Here's, I mean, when you're number one seed in the second round, if you assuming you, you, you beat the 16 seed and make it to the second round, on Saturday, the winner of the 8-9 game is more than likely going to be Syracuse, and Syracuse plays this funky zone that just gives teams fits. They're long. They're athletic. This game scares me like hell. Uh, I, I don't think the, the, the opportunity to play Syracuse in the second round of the NCAA tournament, 
uh, my text uh, uh, to my friend who he and I uh, text the most about Gonzaga basketball went something like, fuck, 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 Syracuse in the second round. So other than that, we'll see. I, I promise you this. I'm going to find one happening sports bar that's showing some March Madness in Tijuana and uh, find a great place to watch that game on Saturday if it happens. Next up, Fish B. Next up, buddy, what do you have for us? It's getting dark out here. It's getting dark in TJ. Yo, it's me, Fish B, again. Hey, Fish B. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, great. It's me, Fish B, again. How do you compete against Conan O'Brien needs a friend? How, 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 do, how do we compete? This is, this is another podcast. Conan O'Brien? You know, you know who uh, I think did it just start or hasn't been going for a while now? I, I forgive forgive my ignorance for not listening to Conan's podcast, uh, but I know who his guest this week is. It's Michelle Obama, and and so the answer is we we don't compete against it. We just do the best we can, and then try to get and just just try to get just in people's shuffle. You know, try 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 to get in their daily routine. And we're doing something slightly different here in that we play a slightly different game in that we do a daily, that we go five nights a week. I can go five nights a week, 365 days, like 52 weeks a year if I have to. You know, if that's, if that's what we got to do, if we got to be that consistent, we will. So that, I suppose, uh, so, so we don't compete, you know? I mean, I mean, how do you compete against Ron Burgundy's podcast? You know, you, you don't. You, we just do the best we can for us, and uh, we just keep working until we find our audience. We're growing. S- some nights we pull legitimate numbers. Not, not Conan and Michelle Obama numbers, but, but some nights we do legit. Like, like I said, we appreciate all the help you give us by sharing it. Uh, what are you doing tonight, Playboy? What, what, am, I, what am I doing tonight? Um, I'm doing what everyone with HBO is doing. God bless VPN, which allows me to get it until you want to... Uh, I, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching that new documentary, man. I'm watching, I'm watching the inventor out for blood in Silicon Valley about that Theranos shit. That's going to be, uh, it's Alex Gibney directed it. Alex Gibney is like the best documentary filmmaker going. So HBO is on a roll. The the second episode of, of the, uh, of of the serial podcast of the, the, the Adnan Saeed, uh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's going to be a four parter next up. Is living in Mexico making you more or less racist? What kind of question is that, Fish Free? Is living in Mexico making me more or le- it's 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 making me more racist in this way? Uh, this weekend, I went I went for a walk uh, up the hill uh, in this neighborhood, this beautiful neighborhood I live in. But when you you go up the hill, and this hill is so steep, it's this isn't a walk as much as it is a hike. And then, like I'm in the, like these beautiful houses here, but you starting to get a little bit more. I'm not exactly how to describe it. Just every different kind of business you can imagine from taco stands to barber shops to corner markets to gas stations 
to, you know, different like uh, abandoned buildings and just like fences that are made out of 1800 pieces of plywood and graffiti. It's it's just it's just a different vibe. And it goes for a while. And I put in my headphones and I walk the whole thing. And it, and it, it made me more racist in, in this way, because I, I saw what appeared to me to be another gringo at a taco stand. And I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, 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 what, what, what does he think he's doing in my neighborhood? That fellow over there, like, like, come on, man. Like, like, how many of us can there, can there be, you know, get out of here, get out of here, dude, you know, gringo, like, you know, keep your English to yourself. So I think living here is, uh, is making me more racist. Um, Last question, as always, comes from Isaiah, the tiny player, our eight-year-old executive producer. Fish B, serve it up. What does Isaiah write tonight? Why do they call them political parties? Quote-unquote parties. They seem pretty lame to me. The kid's eight. The kid's eight, and he gets it. He damn good point. They, they, they don't seem pretty lame. They are pretty lame. And if you've ever been to any kind of political function that doesn't heavily involve booze, yeah, they get real lame real quick. I, I honestly don't know why they call them political parties. I guess it's just some convenient catch-all. And with that, it's time for Paleta Bola de Fuego. But here's the dilemma. Uh, Paleta Bola de Fuego... Uh, you might remember Friday, there was a rumor going around that Paletta Bull, and, and this is another way we compete against the big boy podcast, like Conan O'Brien needs a friend and having Michelle Obama on and Ron Burgundy and Adam Carolla and Joe Rogan and, you know, Alex Jones, the real winners. Um, Paletta Bola de Fuego, unquestionably the hottest finale in the history of podcasting. I think, I think a thousand years from now, when they're still listening to this show because it's so profound. Obviously, the first chapter will be how Paleta Bola de Fuego revolutionized the finale of the shows. But it's too fucking dark for me at this point to read uh, uh, the... It, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't paddle ball, hold the microphone, and read the thing. So let me, let me, let me just look at it. What do we have for the grand finale tonight? New Zealand... They were quick. They've already outlawed any footage of, of the Moss shooting, uh, uh, possessing it, distributing it, uh, looking at it. They've already made that illegal. So New Zealand moves quick. Um, and I'm not sure I can read the rest. Is anything else going on? Fox News hired uh, Donna Brazil as, as a, as a uh, commentator. Trump's not going to like that. Uh, one of the women, I can't read her name, from Vanderpump Rules uh, came out. She's an alcoholic. That's my favorite reality. I mean, it, I'm not sure that's news. Aren't they all? Like, you know, like they're all kind of, luscious at least. Luscious, they, they get themselves in some trouble. And, uh, and lastly, ESPN accidentally uh, released, today was the day that the women's uh, March Madness bracket was supposed to, supposed to come out. And it did come out. But ESPNU accidentally released the thing hours early before the show so as they say in the mistakes business whoops as they say in the mistake business whoops espn what are you gonna do and with that a uh, palatable de fuego so but as i was saying there was that rumor that palatable de fuego was going to be interviewed by cnn media correspondent brian stelter on his weekly reliable sources podcast uh, I'm, I'm sad to disappoint that that rumor appears at this point to be just rumor 
but keep your fingers crossed. Stelter will be waiting for your call. And with that, my friends, have the best night of your life. Uh, we're gonna, we're, we're just gonna hang out on on the on the on the patio for a while. We're gonna hang out here, uh, maybe take a picture. Anyway, love you. Back tomorrow. Bye bye.